0: My name is John, and this is my good buddy, Andy, and you're listening to the Packers Blitz podcast, the podcast done by two diehard Packer fans who survived the dark times of the 1980s, Packers football, and live to talk about it. This podcast is always dedicated to the world's greatest fans, Packer fans. Andy, take it away.
1: Wow! How you doing, by the way? <laughs> great. I'm doing great. Okay. Awesome, John. How about you?
0: I'm doing good, buddy. Very yeah. Good.
1: Especially after last night. The <laughs> <So>, wow! <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Packers game. <laughs> Packers win, right? Yes. That's the Chiefs. Super Bowl champion. So, wow! I'm just I'm just honored to be on this podcast with John tonight, and so uh, so that we can talk about uh, about that incredible Packers victory over the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Even Taylor Swift in attendance couldn't change the outcome of that game. John, uh, you know, being a lifelong Swiftie yourself, <laughs> how do you feel seeing her in attendance in Lambeau Field and then what are your quick thoughts on the Chiefs loss to the Packers? Yeah. Any any comments first on that? All,
0: first of all, <laughs> first of all, we had our stars there. We had Simone
1: she yeah. was there.
0: She was actually given two different hats by I saw that so that's pretty funny. If you go to YouTube, check that out. It's very funny. She seems like a very nice yep. young woman. She's, she's
1: the goat. Yep, she's, she, gotta... she is
0: the yep. goat. Do you yep. know, just really quickly, they change some of the rules in gymnastics because of her. Because she's that good. Like, no one's even close. Oh. There is no debate. So any of you gymnastics fan, packersblitz80 at gmail.com. Bring it. There's no one close to her. She's the greatest of all time, the true GOAT. The other thing is one of my favorite independent actors, character actor, and great all-around person, Tony Shalhoub was there. If you don't know who he is, Monk. Monk. Yes, Men in Black. Uh, He's been in a number of other movies. He's been on Frasier. He's a great actor. He's from Green Bay. Um uh, but he was there last night. Yeah, the marvelous,
1: uh, Miss, Mrs. Mazel. Um, uh, yeah, Correct. he's in that too. He's um, an amazing Prime.
0: actor. He's won a number of Emmys, uh, he's won a number of other awards. He, and from Wisconsin, uh, right? From Wisconsin, Green Bay, Wisconsin. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. So, my quick thoughts are this, uh, and then I'll let Andy do his quick rant. My quick <laughs> thoughts are this one. I can't believe this is the same Packers team from early October, mid-October. Uh, I just, I don't know what it is, what happened. But, and we'll talk about this in more depth. The main thing was once the Packers got going, there was no doubt they were going to win this game. I Even with my homies, And he is an incredible quarterback, and obviously we'll get into some stats later. But just quick thoughts. I thought it was a great game plan. I thought everyone showed up. I thought the crowd was electric. I I just think everything that the Packers did, again, was almost perfect. There were some mistakes, but we're starting to limit those. So very, very happy for the Packers. Uh, Andy, why don't you take it from there?
1: Yeah, I don't think I have this in the podcast anywhere, but yeah, some of the I was trying to say it was such a positive game. I didn't want to talk about any of the mistakes, but yeah, the clock, the clock management, too many delay of game penalties. They had to take several timeouts, yeah. but besides that, besides nice they were they were still making plays anyway, even yeah. when they were you Absolutely. know had little snafus here and there. Yep, um, they were penalized here and there again, but not as bad well, as not some other games. So in October you know nothing that affected the outcome <laughs> no. too much. Right. Um but you know eventually they might come back to bite them uh at some some point in time. So hopefully not anytime soon, but uh yeah. So the the pack is back uh to 500. They're 6 and 6 now uh with the win over the Chiefs and they won the game. They really did win the game. Yeah. Uh, 27 to 19. Uh so here's here's my quick little rant and I yep when I listened to the broadcast after the game, I just got more and more upset. And so let me just say this. Yeah. Uh, The Packers played better than the chiefs did in all three Mm -hmm. phases of the game, offense, defense, and special teams. They did TV announcers, Mike Tirico and Chris Collinsworth and John loves Chris Collinsworth
0: attempted
1: to sully, the victory by blaming the no calls and the suspect officiating. Shame on you both. And shame on anyone who watched the Packers' victory and thought that the Chiefs deserved to win. They did not.
0: Yes, <laughs> they did not.
1: So, to let everybody know out there, Sully means to damage the purity or integrity of to defile, okay? It's not a really good word. And so, so again, you're trying to take away from the Packers' victory by making up excuses for the other team's uh, ineptitude because at times you got to admit that the the Chiefs were inept and they Mm -hmm. didn't win the game. We won the game. So Mm -hmm. the NFL and NBC needs to retract their bullshit
0: (laughs) excuses
1: for the Chiefs losing the game. And to apologize to the Packers team and organization mm-hmm. for not giving the Pack credit where credit is due. And you hear that phrase all the time, everybody out there. And it's really yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the case. Uh, they really did sully the whole thing uh, for me right at the end. And I was elated. It was awesome. But then they were, you know, making up all these excuses for the Chiefs not not winning, whereas they weren't talking about why the Packers won the game, right? So, John, any mm-hmm. rebuttal or agreement with me on on what I just said? My little quick rant there.
0: Yeah, I just want to do that to uh Chris Consworth. Uh give a nice falcon punch. Uh what? here's here's my here's my thing that drove me crazy. They kept and, and Chris Consworth is come on, just everybody get him out of there. He kept saying, like wow, the Packers are really showing me something tonight. Oh, they're a young team and, you know, they're just doing their best. And he kept like seeing like we're like some bunch of young kids just learning how to play football. And we're like, oh, look at them! Ooh, that was a nice run. And he was condescending. That's my big word. He was truly condescending of the Packers. They kept showing how young we were. We're the youngest team in the NFL, average age 25. Uh, okay, big deal. Uh, you know, oh, Jordan Love's starting to heat up. He's starting to show me something, you know. And I'm, I'm just sitting there going, what? We're a professional football team. Oh, by the way, we're beating the world champions. Uh, anything? <laughs> but no, you're right. They kept saying, well, Mahomes doesn't have this and Mahomes was just a little off there and their defense doesn't have this and Kansas City's like this and oh I don't know you know if the Packers are gonna win this game near the end they kept saying when they were down by eight points well all Mahomes has to do with this this uh minute whatever lap he's done it before he'll do it again and and Chris Consworth legitimately said, and go back if you don't believe me, he said, well, you give Mahomes 12 seconds, he will tie this game up, and we'll go into overtime. And I'm like, what? (laughs) What are you talking about? This
1: is... Yeah, well, they had to score a touchdown, and they had to get the two-point conversion, so both of those things would have had to happen anyway.
0: And then when we'll talk about the crappy officiating, when the and yes, that's a pass interference call, but we'll talk about that against Ballantyne. Ballantyne. Um, But they kept saying, well, if they called that pass interference, then, uh, you know, they'd had the ball at the five and they would have scored and they would have got their two point. And I'm like, really? They tried that two point conversion before, it didn't work. And then the other one worked. How do you. That's what bugged me. They they didn't give the Packers enough credit to say, yep. hey, Packers play pretty well against the greatest right now quarterback in the NFL. Okay. Yes. So that's what bugged me. That was my only rebuttal is just like ridiculous that they talk to us like we're some college team and we're just lucky to be out there against the Super Bowl champions. Like, whatever. <laughs> like, guys, you guys got it. I would go in there and I would, like you said, Tariko and Collinsworth should go on social media and be like, hey, we're kind of patronizing you guys. We're sorry about that. You know, we didn't mean to sound that way, but they won't. You know, they'll just say, like, well, that's the way we call it the game, which is crap. Nobody wants to hear that. So that's my little rebuttal. So. Anything else?
1: Yeah, sometimes they they just treat the audience like they're idiots.
0: You're right, they do. <laughs> and, and I and I'm so.
1: sorry. A lot of I mean, there's a lot of smart football fans out there, and yeah. Collinsworth does not know everything. I do wish I didn't have to look at his smug face anymore I because know, he is right? smug. Just turn yeah. the volume down, people, and look at his yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's smug. Yeah, he's smart. Yeah. He, he's just got the smugness about him, and I paid it. So, just saying, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Tariko, he, he does yeah, have his yeah. moments that he's all right, but he kind of plays off of Collinsworth sometimes.
0: Yeah, yeah, and
1: yeah. he really he needs to just be more uh, in the middle and not take sides, <laughs> you know, or rein <laughs> Collinsworth in sometimes. Yeah, Ray, words, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Some of the things right. he
1: says. So, I'm just yeah. Gonna leave
0: and is a prof- professional broadcaster, not meant Yes. He is he is meant for the Olympics he is meant for I don't know pan-american games so <laughs> that's who he's for he's no Al Michaels who can do everything Al Michaels to me is the goat because he even when games are just crap on Thursday he'll he'll be like yeah uh, not great football are we watching because people are watching it going well, this sucks <laughs> so he's like, yeah, it sucks. And he's basically come out not in so many words and said that. And that's what I love about him because he's just, a, a, you know, he just does such a good uh, job of not only communicating to people highbrow in the sports world, but also people who, you know, are just uh, somewhat fans, you know, they're just kind of catching it out and they're just wondering what's going on. so. That's yeah. a, that's, a, that's
1: a great segue, John, talking about Yeah, let's go. yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: The seven seven takeaways that I had after the game. Uh, the first takeaway is John and I both suck. Thank you. We really suck at predicting <laughs> outcomes to Foot Packers football games. However, every single so-called expert on that debacle of an debacle <laughs> of an NBC broadcast predicted the same thing, mm-hmm. a Chiefs win. By the way, I've been wrong three straight weeks, and I am now sitting at seven and five on the season. I was seven and two, now I'm seven and five. Woof. The two games that I thought we had no chance of winning, the Lions game on Thanksgiving. You know, we had had lost to them four straight regular season games. And the Chiefs game, you know, it's the Chiefs, so I thought we'd lose those two games. The Packers won uh though, and won convincingly. Mm-hmm. In essence, we beat two first place teams vying for home field advantage in the playoffs and won meaningful games to all teams competing. John Packers fans, I'm so glad that I was wrong and suck lately at at (laughs) procrastinating to prognosticating. Uh, John, you suck too. Um Thank any comment much? on that. So we were we've been no. wrong the last few weeks with the outcome of the games, but that's a good thing. So I have three never Packers victory victories and rollers, six and six.
0: I never have loved being wrong more in my life. <laughs> that's all I have to say. Next point.
1: <laughs> yep. So second takeaway is as it stands right now, the, the Packers hold the seventh and final spot in the NFC playoffs. According to my furnace guy, Mike, that I met with this morning from All Comfort Services, they have a 66% chance of making the playoffs. I have no idea whether he's right or not, but that sounds about um, right. Yeah, was about right. Packers sit in a four-way tie with the Vikings, Rams, and Seahawks. <laughs> Let's not get ahead of ourselves, Packers fans. There are still five more games to be played. But as of now, we're in the playoffs. Playoffs? Well, yeah. So we have the seventh and final spot in the NFC playoffs, John, which yeah. is pretty awesome, right? Third yeah. takeaway that I've got is Jordan Love belonged; he belonged on the same field as field as the uh, great Patrick Mahomes. That should give every Packers fan some hope for the future of this storied franchise moving forward. So that's the third take I've got. Unless you have a comment on that one, John. Nope. He's nope. pretty awesome. We'll talk a little bit more about his, we'll his day a little, a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. Uh the fourth takeaway I had was uh the both offices uh sustained drives all night, the Chiefs and the Packers, but it was the Packers defense that stepped up all night to keep the Chiefs out of the end zone for the most part. On a two point conversion early in the third quarter, the Packers D stopped running back Isaiah Pacheco uh to stay ahead 14 to 12. Pacheco ran all over him uh, all night, but not on that crucial play. Give the Packers D's some kudos. They stepped up all night when they had to get a stop. So that's my fourth takeaway, John. Fifth takeaway, uh, the Packers receivers, Watson, Reed, Dobbs, Wicks, were more explosive and better than the Chiefs Mm. receivers, Mm -hmm. Kelsey, Rice, Valdez, Scantling, and then the fourth. I don't even know who the fourth would be, Um, but at least those three. And and that was a key. Uh, Love had receivers to throw to. Mahomes, Mahomes did not. Even Packers backup tight end, Ben Sims, scored his first touchdown and celebrated it with his first Lambeau leap. Wasn't that great, John? He did a great job. He leapt up in the stands and made it, right? Yeah. Nice job. Awesome, yeah. Contributing, they had a couple guys open on that play, by the way, John. No, I he did. Tuck, Tucker Craft and
0: him. I think there were a couple tight ends yeah, out there. Either that? one could have caught. Yeah.
1: Correct. Yeah. Wide open. Great play call. Great play call. We'll get into that too. So the sixth takeaway I've got is that offensive line rotation must be working. At left tackle, Walker and Nyman were rotating series again. At right guard, Runyon and Ryan. Uh, we're doing the same it definitely worked and i just want to say that elton Jenkins had an amazing run block i don't know if you saw that john yep. against our, uh chiefs defensive lineman chris jones that made jones look really really Ooh, bad he yeah. blew him out of the hole
0: yeah and
1: there was a big gaping hole for i th- i think it was uh i forget which running back it was i don't think it was taylor was well, it might have been cory dillon Or not Corey Dillon, A.J. Dillon on that. So Yeah. Um, So seventh and last takeaway that I had is uh, Matt LaFleur should receive much-deserved credit for this three-game win streak.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: According to Matt Spofford, Packers.com editor, with regards to the Packers head coach, uh, here's a quote from him. Matt said this, If the team stayed the course, he believes the results would eventually follow. LaFleur credits the work the players have put in to improve, emphasizing turnarounds don't happen by accident, end quote. Well, they sure don't happen by accident, do they, John? No, they don't. Matt LaFleur has put the Packers squarely in the mix for a playoff spot thanks to positivity and belief. His play calling on Sunday night kept the opposing team guessing and discombobulated. Uh, just look that up. Uh, The Chiefs D was without its two top signal callers and it showed. Matt LaFleur took advantage of that chaos, uh, the chaos that was happening in the the, uh, Chiefs defense by creating his own uh, with stellar offensive play calling. When the Packers needed a yard, he even called the love shove, a love shove to pick up a first down and keep a drive going. Great job, Lafleur. So, any other takeaways you've got from the game? And how about that love shove?
0: I uh, well, they kind of did it right. Kind of. Uh, Philadelphia has the market on that. They do yeah. uh, amazing.
1: Well, that's what happens when you're Jalen Hurts and you can squat six hundred pounds. You so. damn right. Yeah. all right I
0: Yeah. Uh, so, what I think is funny is just what was it two or three episodes ago we were saying well if they fire Matt LaFleur who are you gonna get if they fight <laughs> hey you know we're we gonna replace them with Rich Vasaccia mid-season again football is one of those things you got to take game to game I know it sounds like I'm telling cliches here but it's true I mean I've How many times have we been through this, Andy, where we started out, you know, three and two or two and three, and we don't look so good. And then we had Aaron Rodgers, right? And he would come up and spell relax, R-E-L-A-X, or he would come up and say, hey, you know, we're going to be fine. And you're kind of like, okay, we don't have that anymore. And I think that's what hurts Packer fans is. We're like, we don't have someone going, hey, guys, just, just calm down. We're going to be fine. We don't have that person on a young team. Uh, and I think that's what made Packer fans a little skittish, you know, to say, well, we got to fire LaFleur. When, let's be honest, you know, with the average age, again, is 25 years old. 25. That's young, <laughs> especially the NFL. If that's your veteran, 25 years old, that's not a veteran. <laughs> that's that's still a guy learning his way. So I just think it's really interesting how things change so quickly and how things can just move so fast in the NFL, where it's one week you're like, what a bunch of bums. The next week they're scoring 30 points. And you're like, what? <laughs> Except for the Patriots, who truly suck. And yep. I'm so happy about that. Yep. <laughs> anyway, a
1: big goose way. egg <laughs> to, to Los Angeles too. The Los Angeles Chargers, who don't have the world defense either, so
0: six to nothing, folks. Hopefully you were. not. Yeah, hopefully game. you
1: did not watch that game. Nobody you watched, watched a that
0: game. You are you stronger than me.
1: Can't get that. Those <laughs> three hours back. Woo!
0: Never. That, I want that back. <laughs> <sighs> okay. So next. What else do you got? So
1: 10 very interesting statistics mm-hmm. and other reasons that were keys to the positive outcome. Of course, that victory the Packers got on Sunday. John, you want to read off these 10 things yeah. that
0: Yeah, give be awesome? give a quick little thing, yeah. Okay. Thanks. All right. So 10 very interesting statistics and other reasons that were keys to the positive outcome. So the Packers, believe it or not, outgained the Chiefs on offense. 382 yards to 337. That is not easy to do, folks. Um, they still have a potent offense, and you still got Andy Reed, who's a genius and one of the greatest coaches ever, uh, calling the plays. So, you know, don't use that as an excuse. And love outplayed Mahomes. Love was 25 for 36, 69.4 completion rate. Um, and Mahomes, uh, Where's Mahomes? Oh, Mahomes was 21 for 33-1 uh, one TD, one interception. He had four rushing attempts. We'll talk about the rushing attempts. Uh, 26 yards. And Love had two rushing attempts for 10 yards. He had a quarterback rating of 118.6, which and quarterback ratings um, is, Yeah, and is most awesome. importantly,
1: John, well, sorry to cut you off, was he, uh, he threw yeah. for three touchdowns.
0: And three Touchdown. And yeah. two
1: hundred and sixty-seven yards, yards, which was even more than Mahomes. So
0: yeah. So according to Matt Harmon of Yahoo Sports, Love was pitching heat all night. Pitching heat all night. Okay, dude, that's baseball. Whatever. Right. Uh, right. Against that's one what of the best said. defenses in the NFL. That is true. Um, this defense came in. and was still with their injuries, still very good. It was a full showcase of arm talent as he moved off platform and through from a variety of angles, which, again, I'm a little concerned about because you don't have – he doesn't have the arm strength of Rodgers, and he definitely doesn't have enough farm. So you got to be careful on that one. That's a little concerning. Uh, it was his fifth straight game over seven yards per attempt, third straight without a turnover – and second in a row with three TD passes, end quote. So the Chiefs have the second highest pressure rate and the sixth highest blitz rate in the NFL. J Love stood tall against that pressure. And he, he really did. I only, again, only saw him leave the pocket a little too soon. Um, on the last one where he, for whatever reason, when we had the game winning field goal or the, the field goal to put us on top. Eight points. He, I don't know what he was doing. Yeah, just fell back ten yards. When why don't you go forward? Uh, that was a little weird. I was yelling at the TV on that one. I was like, Jordan, just move forward. And then when they you go down, Step up who in cares? the pocket. Yeah, but he kind of like went back and he fell down. And I'm like, was that planned? Did he slip? But uh, anyway, so I'm. Glad that according to Jordan, he had the game circled on his calendar. He sure played motivated and great. And yes, he did have this circled, which is a lot of players do because you're going against. I you can argue me. Don't give me this Brock Purdy crap. Mahomes is the best quarterback out there right now. Like, give me a break, you know. Um, Travis Kelsey, next point, uh, number three here. Uh, did not dominate, even with Taylor Swift in attendance or oh, whatever. Um, he had five targets, four receptions for 81 yards. However, he was consistently open. Yeah, thanks, Joe Barry. For example, Kelsey, Travis, freaking Kelsey was wide open on the middle. This is where I lost it. On third and 18 and they picked up 27 yards. Yeah. So Joe Barry, please explain to me, how does someone, especially Travis Kelsey, your best weapon, get that wide open on third down, fired? <laughs> and that drove me crazy because you know he's the security blanket. You know Travis Kelsey is. There is one thing about Travis Kelsey I'm noticing. He doesn't look like he's in, how do you say, involved anymore? He doesn't seem like he's having as much fun. He doesn't seem like he um it's not that he doesn't want to be out there, but trust me, when AJ Dillon was running it earlier on, like he was running scared, like he did when contact, right? It was noticeable. It was like, Till now, where you see AJ Dillon, and last night <laughs> this corner came up to get him, and he's went bam and just ran over him, and I was just like, yeah. And he was running like that all night, so you can see he's involved. And, and Kelsey, there were a couple times they showed him on the bench, and he was just kind of staring into the distance, and just kind of looked like a guy that I just want to go home to Taylor and have a kiss and a hug, and let's yeah. just. You know what I mean? It didn't seem like he was mentally in the
1: game, and then the other thing was, it just seems like age is catching up with him. Yes, but I will say that he should have had way more than eighty-one because he was open all night, and Mm -hmm. so they only target him five times. That's that's their fault Uh, because he was open. Uh, He can still get open. He just doesn't look as spry as he used to. No,
0: he does not
1: look. No, he's looking old. Uh, and again, um, you know, he had 81 yards, uh Mahomes only had 210. So a big hunk of that production was Kelsey. And so um, I'm just glad they didn't take advantage of that because uh he definitely can uh outplay our linebackers. They cannot cover absolutely
0: that's what we were worried about. Yeah, we were worried about in our preview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He um, by the way. One thing with Kelsey, too, is, again, I just thought it was weird that we didn't have anyone spy him. I thought that was a little weird. But also remember, too, Kelsey's played a lot of football. I mean, a lot. (laughs) You know, all the playoff games, all the Super Bowls, when everyone's getting their rest, he's still playing. And that catches up to you. I don't care who you are. Uh, uh, you know, that just catches up to you with all the football you play. So,
1: yeah. And he's been bagged beg, up in his lower, like his knee, his yeah. ankle, that his lower yeah, legs. Yeah. And when you get yeah. keep getting chipped down yep. there, you just yep. aren't going to be as quick. You You're aren't going to be able to make right. your cuts like he has to. Yeah, yeah. So, it's a little bit of everything yeah, yeah. going on.
0: So, number four, Isaiah Pacheco. This guy, I don't know what it is. But he must have, like, Tasmanian devil blood or something. Yeah. He was just – he had 18 – check this out. 18 Packer fans, Packer Blitz fans, 18 rushing attempts, only 18. We had 110 yards, 6.1 average, one TD, three receptions for 17 yards. He gets kicked out near the end there. If he didn't, who knows? He made the Packers' run D look bad. Well, again, that's, that's <laughs> nothing new. Especially in the run to the 1-yard line. That was insane. Took yep. like the whole damn team and some of the crowd that jump out to stop him. And the thing about him is that he is um he's not that big. He's he's not really that fast, but he just man, he just has I don't know what it is. I was watching him. I'm like, guys. I'm like, literally coaching. Like, I know what I'm talking about. I'm literally coaching the defensive lineman. I'm like, you got to square up on them. You got to wrap them around the legs, and then you got to get somebody in there to help.
1: Yeah, hang like, on what they doing? life.
0: They were. I saw Quay Walker. He tried to tackle him around the I, shoulders.
1: You can't. And I'm do like, that. what are you doing? Yep. <laughs>
0: what? Stop. Be quite honest. Here. Yeah. To be quite honest,
1: John. I think the Packers fans did a better job stuffing him than anybody yeah, else. Did. Yeah, when he, so, tried, when he, they made him yeah. look bad with that Lambo leap, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got so, rejected.
1: You know, you get you guys need to see that on on whatever media platform you yeah, could you see should, it on because well, it's, yeah. it's hilarious.
0: Yeah. So, so people, if you don't know, he, he tried to do a <laughs> Lambo leap, and the fans went in, nothing with it, and he they got shoved him back, and I'm like. Hey, yep. put that guy on the defensive line.
1: Yeah. And then, he, but the um, thing is, then he made it worse. He turned toward the crowd. He's like pointing at him. It's like, yeah, yeah I know doing, who man? you are, that type of thing. And it's like, come, like on. come
0: on. That's what
1: happens when you try to do a Lambo leap at Lambo Field and you're like leaping into Packers fans. What do you expect's going to happen to you? So, so.
0: I saw, uh, you, I don't know who it was, uh, a few years ago, and somebody tried to do a Lambo leap. And they shoved him out and they dumped a bunch of beer on the guy. <laughs> so uh-huh. he was soaked with beer. And by the way, beer is not cheap at Lambo anymore. You could be doing 12 to 14 dollars a cup. Um, so anyway, Goody, LaFleur, we're doing this again. Make a note, note to self, stop the run <laughs> and fire Joe Barry. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. I just can't. Uh, okay, we've done that enough ad nauseum. What are we doing? Okay, so yep. number five, the Packers' ultra-young passing core continues to carry its own weight. These rookie and secondary receivers are peaking at the right time. Christian Watson ruled the day. Yeah, he's starting to play well. Hopefully he's not hurt. Uh, he had a hamstring hammy. injury. Um, I haven't heard anything. Uh, but the hammy, but good yeah. News. If he was out, he probably would hear something today or tomorrow. Hopefully, knock on wood, we do not. Uh, right. <laughs> Romeo Dobbs. Um, oh, you got to talk about well, Christian Watson's, Watson's great day,
1: John. He had a pair of touchdown receptions. Yeah. He had seven I, receptions I was going to get to
0: that. I was for 71 to
1: that. yards. Okay. Okay.
0: I was gonna Sorry. To that. <laughs> no, that's all right. Uh, but here's my thing, though Romeo Dobbs, he continues to show why he's a trusted target. Down mm-hmm. the field in tight coverage. And it was hilarious that these defenders are around him and they're like, here comes the ball. we!" <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. They're going to intercept it. And then he's falling down on his back. He catches it. And I was just <coughs> crazy, man. I was just crazy. And he made some other really nice catches and everything. Now getting back to Christian Watson. Yes, he had a really great day. He had seven receptions, uh, 71 yards and a couple of touchdowns. The only thing I would pick on him again is those, well, one of them wasn't contested, but the other one was. And here's the thing with Christian Watson: you're big, you're strong, you're fast. You should not have contested catches. You should have where you're getting separation and making that other guy in your dust. Um, And it's the only thing I would say about him because, you know, that's going to be really hard down the line for people, uh, you know, well, Christian Watson to go against a great cornerback and they're not going to have any of that if he doesn't get separation. So he's still got to work on that. He's getting better though. Uh, Jaden Reed, unfortunately, didn't do much in the game. He had that first uh kind of sweep, jet sweep kind of thing, but he has still been an electric playmaker as of late. Uh Wicks may have missed the Thanksgiving game, but he contributed in this one too. I really like him. I think he's a good possession receiver. He's a third receiver for us. Um, and, and if he continues to grow, that's great. You know, he, he can be one of those receivers. You know, I'm trying to think. Not a Randall Cobb. I'm trying to think of someone that we had that was kind of a third receiver that would kind of flash from time to time and nothing comes to mind. Uh, because we've had so many in that position that have just been like, Yeah, he does what he has to do, you know, kind of makes the catch when you have to. John, so, it's,
1: John, it's strength in numbers. I mean, they've got well, so true. many, so many people that's now, true. you can't, you can't defend everybody that is true so somebody's going to get open and actually in the case of don'tavian wicks he gets open quite a bit he does he he was getting wide open so um so he seems to be finding those soft uh zones uh and and running good routes that's usually how you get open you know absolutely so yeah and again, you got one guy on him. You don't have two guys on him, right? So he's yeah, able yeah. to get get open. So that's all that matters, right?
0: Yeah. And the other guy that we were kind of thinking about that we couldn't think about is Malik Heath, which had yeah. outstanding, extremely outstanding uh, preseason. Um, kind of dis. He's kind of disappeared. Um, hopefully, you know, again, he can step up because we will need him. So. AJ Dillon, you know, somebody lit something under his butt again. He grinded out some really tough yards against a really stalwart Chiefs de- run defense, which ranked eighth in the league. Uh in DVOA. What's DVOA?
1: Yeah, it measures how effective a team defense as a whole ah, is. I know each you play. talked about
0: that one of our episodes. Yep. Yep. Um Anyway, he, he wound up rushing 18 times for 73 yards. He definitely attended Quad ska, Squad University. Uh Did awesome. you hear that, John, that. when they yeah. you know go
1: through the players at the beginning. Uh, that's where it was from. He was from Quad Squad University. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny.
0: That's so, good, man. I love that. Yeah. Um one of the things though we have to be careful of, he is not a feature back. Never gonna be a featured back, ain't gonna happen. He is nope. bat, he is Robin to Batman, you know what I'm saying? So, he is not a guy that you want to continue to do this because it will wear on him. He'll sure he'll wear in other players, uh, come December, which we are in right now. When it gets that cold, you do not want to tackle him. Unfortunately, we only have two games at home, we have the Bears. And the Buccaneers. The rest are on the road, so that kind of sucks. But okay, so let's get the seven here. Packers pass rushers: Clark, Gary, Smith, and Van Ness. Oh, I like Van Ness. He's starting to get better.
1: Mm-hmm. Harass uh,
0: Mahomes just enough to make him uncomfortable. I like Van Ness. He he's got to learn some better technique. There were times he was caught up, uh, so he's got to learn that. And and of course, you know. Uh, wow, Rashawn Gary, he may not have got to the quarterback as much as he did in Detroit, but there were times like he was pushing people back. And if it wasn't for Mahomes being the quarterback he is, oh my god, he would have had a lot of sacks. Uh, Carl Brooks, he was in there, you know, Kenny Clark, Preston Smith, you know, I really think those guys did pretty, pretty well. So, Number eight, Keeson Nixon had a key interception. And at his locker post game, and I thought this was interesting. Yes, he said, We were watching mannerisms tape earlier in the week on Mahomes. Uh, and he tapped his knee. And I'm like, Oh, I've seen this before. I knew he was going to run it, and he ran it. And quote, Keeson paid attention to Mahomes' tendencies. And knew which way the quarterback was throwing. So anything on that?
1: Yeah, so on that interception that he had, John, he saw that mannerism from Mahomes. He knew that he was gonna he was tapping right. to the two there were a couple of receivers out there, so he was he was ma- making signals to one of the receivers, I think, to go outside. And so that's where he jumped it, where he, you know, knew where the ball was coming that way, and he was able to track down the ball and he made that interception. So
0: yeah. Yep nice so he knew, what, was... he knew what
1: he knew what Mahomes was up to and he when he tapped his knee i think it was his right knee mm-hmm. he knew that on the right hand side that he was on mm-hmm. um that's where he was going to go with the ball so that's...
0: there you go oh he's got to study kids yep got to study uh number yep. 9 quay walker had 13 tackles and i don't think he's at 100% he looked a little bit tentative out there. Like he was trying to not like do something. I do like one time I thought he was going to get a flag where Pacheco was running and he got him and he just threw him down and Pacheco got oh, up. His yeah. face And I was like, Oh crap. Here we yeah. go. And yeah. I thought, oh, man, he's going to get kicked out this. Uh. Yeah, but he Quay did. Was,
1: Quay actually led the team in tackles with the 13. So Yeah.
0: And the funny thing is he did not get upset. I was, oh, boy, here we go. And speaking of 10, cornerback Corey Ballantyne had 10 tackles. So yeah, two guys had 23 tackles. That's yeah, a lot. and that's a cornerback
1: doing that, John. So I figured yeah, I I'd bring it. that one in. I think he love had five it. solo tackles and five assisted. So mm-hmm. good game yeah. from him. So
0: okay, which okay. segues
1: into the next segment, John. Yeah, that one.
0: All right. Did you, you say you want me to take this one?
1: Go right ahead, because I'm not okay. sure what you're going to say about it. <laughs> These are mine.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, no. No. So, uh, first of all. Packers blitz players of the game. These were, I, was, I changed mine. Okay. But Andy, why don't you go? Okay. that?
1: I had I had quarterback Jordan Love again, of course, mm-hmm. and I had wide receiver uh, Christian Watson for the offensive players of the game. So right. and you had right. some different choices. So
0: yes, I did. I had Romeo Dobbs and AJ Dillon. I oh. picked Romeo Dobbs because I think he made, you know, uh, plays that helped us. Uh, maybe not show up on the stat sheet or on the late score, whatever. But, and A.J. Dillon, definitely near the end. Kansas City was like, eh, I don't know, man. <laughs> you saw them kind of backing up. You, you you, know, I think if if we had a little bit better offensive line, I think we could have ran him most of the night and I, we could have uh, walked away with that game. So, yeah, he kind of he
1: kind of tenderized them <laughs> a little yeah. bit, didn't he? So
0: yes, that's yeah, so. why I would love okay. to have Aaron Jones. Yeah, usually back. we
1: agree on these, and this, tonight we did not, which is then fine. But that. I'm I'm pretty. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm happy with my choices. You're happy with yours, so that's fine.
0: Yeah. So let's go to defensive players of the game.
1: Yeah, I and mean, I a- I had cornerback Corey Valentine, and right. so I think he's not getting enough credit, and he's kind of stepped in with uh, yeah. Jair out. And so I wanted to give him some cred and that's what I did. So he's my defensive player of the game.
0: That's a great choice. Great choice. Love it. I'm going to say Rashawn Gary again, because even when Rashawn Gary is not making sacks, he's pushing people back. He's getting in people's faces. He's making Preston Smith uh, and Kenny Clark look better because now you, you have to double Rashawn Gary. You can't put a tight end on him. You can't put a running back on him. You gotta get some help. You gotta be able to chip him. And if you do that, guess what? Old man Preston Smith.
1: That's right. It,
0: he's coming he's at you. And Kenny Clark can come in the middle because yep. you just you're just moving to you just can't. You gotta keep Rashawn Gary uh limited, or it's gonna be a long day for you, which is awesome to say. Because, you know, we gave him the money, we gave him the bag, and he's playing, I feel, his best season, by far. So, there we go. All right, special teams, we agree on this one, right? Who is it? Kicker
1: Anders Carlson, for sure. Mm -hmm. He made uh, two clutch field goals in the second half, one from 40 yards away and the other one from 48 yards. So, my... I had to recognize him. He really made some clutch kicks. He uh, did, and um, I also wanted to shout out to Dan uh, Whelan, our punter. He pinned them back like yeah. at like the two yard line once, and so he had when he did punt. He didn't punch very often. He was very effective. So I figured I'd bring him up too. But um, it's definitely Anders Carlson. So
0: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. So, let's oh, sexy go girlfriend. to Ask Andy. <laughs> okay. I don't know what that was. <laughs> I just have a little fun with you. All right. Are you ready, buddy? Yeah. Okay. That's the way. All right. We are two-thirds of the way through the season. Who is your Packers MVP so far? I know. Carl Brooks. <laughs> okay, maybe Is it Jaden Reed, Rashawn Gary, somebody else?
1: Yeah, it's for for me, of course, it's Rashawn Gary. He is the only player on this roster, the only one who, you know one one can say he may be a future NFL Hall of Famer one day. Um, his consistent level of talent, effort, and leadership are unbelievable. Inconceivable even. Uh can anyone say can anybody say that he's had a single okay or bad game this season? Nope. So nope. my choice, of course, is Rashawn Gary. Um, and it's not even love close. It. So I think he's the MVP so far. So love that's it. My, my my choice. So love it. Does that answer the question?
0: Yes. We got Thank Rashawn you.
1: Gary for sure. So
0: awesome. So, everyone understand this. We still have Jordan Love for next season. He's under contract, okay? It's not a big contract, but he is under contract. But my question is, would you sign Jordan Love to a contract extension if and when the Packers make the (laughs) playoffs this year?
1: Yeah, I would would only sign him to a contract Mm. extension on the cheap – yeah. At the end of the year, okay. if, if the Packers truly believe that they have their next franchise quarterback, I'm still not sure. I mm-hmm. think it's definitely trending that way, but I said okay. I was going to make a determined after the season, so I can't really yep. say that. But if yep. the tr- Packers truly believe that, then you sign him and you sign him now. Uh, and you don't wait until the end of 2024, until mm-hmm. the end of that season. Uh, make a financially responsible decision. Don't end up like Dallas. The Dallas Cowboys no. did a few years back oh, when boy. they had to overpay for yes. Dak Prescott. Jerry Jones created a situation where he waited, dragged out contract talks, and created drama where there shouldn't have been any. Uh, Packers, Goody, don't fall into, Russ Ball, uh, don't fall into that trap. So that's where I am with that. So, yeah, if he keeps trending this way, I think you need to sign him sooner than you gotta, later you to careful. get him on the cheap.
0: You got to be careful. Right. So I, I agree. So third question, if, well, if and when, <laughs> Zach yeah. Wilson, that is the kind of Jets quarterback, would you pick him up for a backup? Andy. Zach Wilson, would you pick him up?
1: Yeah, there was a lot in the news cycle today about that constantly. Uh, So, yeah, He, he fits the mold of a Packers quarterback. Big arm, throws off platform, throws at different arm angles. Also, the Packers have been good at developing young offensive talent. A change of scenery may be a good thing for Zach Wilson and the Jets. He may end up being a good addition to the Packers quarterback room as well. However, breaking news. The Jets asked Wilson to become their starting quarterback again after being benched in favor of journeyman Tim Boyle. He used to be a Packers backup, by the way. And Trevor Simeon. Wilson is now reluctant to play reluctant to play Mm. and hesitant. Let me be clear on this, John Packers blitz fans. Zach Wilson is a cancer. Mm. Refusing to play while getting paid doesn't sit well with me. And it surely doesn't sit well in an NFL locker room where other players are risking injury every game. Zach Wilson should never be a Packer. Zach Wilson will never be a Packer, period. So that's where I am on that. So, yeah, talent-wise, I think he's a good fit. But I think personality-wise and how he is in the locker room and how he is as far as being a leader, I don't think he's a good fit. So I'm saying no to that, John. Yeah. What do you think, John?
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. It would be hard to pass that up. Really hard. Yeah, uh, But he reminds me of Jay Cutler.
1: Jay Cutler, yeah. Gr-
0: n- great arm talent. Great athlete. S- he is a smart guy. Everyone said he was dumb. I don't agree with that. He went through like four offensive coordinators in like five years when he was with Chicago. So, you know, give the guy a break on that one. Ah, uh, man. That would be so hard to pass up. Because I think he he could push. Jordan Love but not really. You know what I'm saying? He's not that talented. That Jordan Love if he continues to trend up, he's not going to sweat him. He's like give me a break. Um okay. So there we so go. Ask Andy
1: is over. Continue
0: with Ask Andy cuz I think it's a hit here. And I okay, okay. sounds
1: good. Funny. Well, today right. we're going we're, we're going to do something uh fun and we're going to do something a little bit right. different. So this is uh John's look backward in time at 1980s Hits and Jordan Love. So the first hit that I have on this hit list, John, is Huey Lewis and the News. And the song name is Do You Believe in Love (laughs) uh, from 1982. Uh, That was the first top 10 hit for Huey Lewis and the News, by the way, peaking at number seven. Mm. It was written by Mutt Lang. And if anybody doesn't know, he was formerly married to Shania Twain. Come on! Produced songs for ACDC, Def Leppard, Foreigner, and countless others. Maroon 5, whatever. There's a whole bunch of other uh, bands. He's a great producer. Uh, So the chorus of that song is this, John. Uh, Mm -hmm. Do you believe in love? Do you believe it's true? Do you believe in love? Oh, you're making making me me believe believe it's true. so John, do you believe in Jordan love? that's the question
0: uh I'm going to say yes, but caveat let's let's see the end of the year let's see where we're at I agree with you let's 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 just hold on to that okay okay we'll trending up like you said trending up
1: okay. so the second hit was also from Huey Lewis in the news <laughs> which was the power of love from nineteen eighty five and if you Remember this song? People out there remember that this song was written for a, uh, the soundtrack soundtrack of the 1985 blockbuster film, Back to the Future. The band's first number one hit. So mm-hmm. verse one of this right away in the beginning of uh, the song, the power of love is a curious thing. Make a one man weep, make another man sing. Change a hawk to a little white dove. More than a feeling, that's the power of love. So, John, my question is: What are the superpowers of Jordan Love? So, mm. from what you've seen, what's there's been a little bit more juice the last few games. So, yes. what superpowers do you think Jordan Love has? So,
0: so I think a superpower of are, love. <laughs> I think he's better at reading defenses. I think that's getting a lot better. Also, I think his throws from every arm angle is impressive. I'd be a little, let's not get ahead of ourselves. He doesn't have the arm strength of Farver Rogers. So let's, you know, <laughs> let's settle that down a little bit. And I do think he's a great motivator, which is really weird to say because there hasn't been one, not one, Packer player, who, which, you know, they all say the same. BS. Oh yeah. I love my quarterback and blah, 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 You know? And then they get out somewhere and they're like, he's an idiot. No, everyone has been, uh, just crazy about him and like literally like the guy. I mean, AJ Dillon, when asked you, know, what's the difference between Rogers and love? He said, well, Rogers, you know, is a great player and he's doing his thing. And we, you know, he's, he's out, whatever. And they he said, I, you know, Jordan is is he's going to be a great quarterback. And you know, we love playing for him. He, we love, you know, everything about him and he sounded like a guy that was being honest rather than just saying what people want to hear. Um so that's wow. Taking over for a hall-of-fame hall quarterback and being to do, doing that in less than a year? That's a superpower. <laughs> that is a big superpower.
1: Yeah, it's quarter quarterback, right? <laughs> yes. Being being the 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 quarterback, right? The yeah. starting quarterback for the Green Bay yeah. Packers franchise. That's
0: a tough gig, man. That is not easy. Not anymore.
1: So the uh third last and last uh hit uh from the 1980s, Sammy Hagar's I'll Fall in Love Again. <laughs> That's from good talk. 1982. Good song. On the album "Standing Hampton," released on my birthday, January sixth, by mm-hmm. the way, <laughs> of, of not 1982—that was my birthday—but January sixth, my birthday. 6th, my birthday <laughs> you
0: wish, <so.
1: laughs> I, I wish, right? Uh, so the chorus chorus goes like this: But it's all right with me now. I'll get back up somehow, and with a little luck, I'm bound to win. Cause I'll fall in love. I'll fall in love again. So right, karaoke, you love Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely. I love Brett Favre. Have you fallen in love with Jordan Love enough that you can honestly say that he may be the next Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: uh, he's He's got a, we talked about this over the past couple episodes, the it the juice, the wow factor, right? And in Detroit, yes, I saw that wow factor where you're like, oh, okay, he's starting to get it, right? And then we saw a little bit here in the Kansas City game. But Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers did it consistently, right? And that's what it all comes down to. You have to do it year in, year out. uh, And that, you know, we just don't have enough on that, right? So, let's say we make it to the playoffs this year, which would be amazing, by the way, and let's say we beat, let's say we play the Dallas Cowboys, right? And let's say we beat them. Now, wow, he's on the path. (laughs) He's got me on the path. You know, I'm starting to, like, say, okay, you're starting your journey. You know, let's see where it goes because those would be you know, huge absolutely huge you know and i can't remember i'll we'll have to look back here but i don't think oh boy brett Favre and um aaron Rodgers won their first playoff game i don't know when it was i know brett Favre won against detroit um because i'm watching the barry sanders documentary and i believe that was 94 I believe. And that was, I think, his second year in the league. I'm not really sure. We'll, we'll have to do I'll ask Andy, you're my stat guy. You can look that up sometime and we can come back to that. But I remember Aaron Rodgers. I'm trying to think his first playoff win. Boy, that's a hard one, too. I'd have to look that up. But the main thing was when they got that, you were like, okay, you know, now we're talking. And obviously we got bounced. <laughs> divisional rounds and stuff but you know who knows so so i
1: was gonna add john you know being a starting quarterback in the nfl you have to be able to change and adapt so again yeah. you're right you're spot on we we need a we need to see him you know next year as well uh you yeah. got a quarterback like nick Foles, uh super bowl <laughs> winning quarterback oh to God. basically out of the nfl so i don't even know if he's in the nfl at the moment no.
0: Nope. And,
1: uh, so who would have thought that because he played so well in that game, you thought he was going to be a starter for years and years to come. And yeah. just wasn't because he wasn't able to do what he had to do to be able to adapt and change to whatever the defensives, you know, how they were playing him. So mm-hmm. again, went from starting quarterback to basically a backup and then out of the NFL. So. So we're on to our next part. We're trying to make this the longest, uh, you know, podcast ever. Uh, how, how about them refs, John? Uh, Why don't you take this one? Because you're the one who wanted to talk about this, and I don't blame you because that yeah. was very, yeah. So, so
0: when I saw that hit, unnecessary roughness penalty, I was like, no. Uh, I was like, no, <laughs> just screaming. I'm like, I couldn't believe that. I, I just, are you kidding me? And I was just like, did somebody's paid off? This is ridiculous. But according to Ryan Young of Yahoo Sports, he was still in bounds when Owens hit him, which he was, by yes. the way.
1: Yes, and he, he was. He
0: lowered his shoulder, which he did. Yes. For Owens in an attempt to gain more yards. -hmm. But the hit was clean; it was perfectly legal. End quote. Yeah. So it was was total BS. There's (laughs) an article out there I sent to Andy. Yep.
1: It is total BS.
0: It it, one of the things that the referees are trying to CYA cover your ass. They were saying from our angle, from the refs' angle, not from the refs' side judge or whoever's over there said the person was out about. And it was uh, a shot, unnecessary roughness. Now the thing is, why didn't they? They should have went. Had some from New York look at it and go, "Nope, pick up the flag, we're good." But they didn't, you know. And I'm sick of that. I'm I'm totally sick of that crap. The refs this year have had one of the worst officiating seasons of all time. It's epic proportion. So. Mm -hmm. Let's get on to the next one. Yeah. So later in the same drive, the refs defended an extremely oh man. And if you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan, I get you, man. I feel you, but you're getting the calls this year. So just you know, take it with what, what you need to take it. Um, it's controversial defensive pass interference. No call on Carrington Valentine. Yes, he appeared to interfere with Chiefs receiver. MVS, I'm not even gonna say his name. <laughs> Dude, yep. damn time. Uh and the Donfield pass the sub KC in the green, uh inside Green Base 10. Yeah, it definitely was, no doubt, it was pass interference, but it was like a makeup call, <laughs> which you've seen so many times in the NFL. you've been watching it like Andy and I, since we've yep. been little shavers, where they'll call something that's total horrible. And then they'll make a makeup call down the road. And you're like, what? Why don't you just call it right? And we don't have to be there.
1: Yeah. Um, they do that a lot in the NBA. <laughs> a lot. Right. A lot. A exactly. <laughs> makeup call.
0: And then baseball, uh, too,
1: with the strike yeah, zone and whatnot. Balls. So
0: the, the, the refs, they were doing pretty good. And then near the end there, I was just like, are you guys like money on this game? Like, what's going on? And then there finally was, oh my God.
1: Yeah, I added this one.
0: Pass interference on Travis Kelsey in this play of the game. A Hail Mary pass from Patrick Mahomes. Jonathan Owens, yes, he suddenly pushed Kelsey in the back to knock him out of the pass's path. Yep. And defense pass interference is rarely caught on a Hail Mary uh, because it obviously you can decide the football game, which I think is bullshit, and, and you know, just let it go. And we had the worst, Packer Vince fans, Packer fans, you remember Andy? The fail Mary game, which the Seahawks, mm-hmm. with replacement refs, yep. even though we had the ball and intercepted it and was on the ground with possession, the Seahawks were called to have a touchdown, and this is why I hate the Suckhawks Hawks and I hate Pete Carroll so much because in that game, and you can look on the audio, Pete Carroll went up up to the ref who, when the ref, one ref said interception, Packers ball. The other ref just kind of sat there, didn't know what to do. And so Pete Carroll came up to the ref who didn't know what to do and he said, it's a touchdown. Touchdown, call a touchdown. Call a touchdown. And he was like that. You can see him mouth it. And then the, the guy goes, touchdown and yeah. ah! <laughs> I just lost my, I remember losing it and that is the worst fail Mary ever uh, there is none close to that that the bad officiating and if you remember the next week the NFL went oops we better bring back the real refs because <laughs> we just screwed the Packers out of a win so that there you go I just think Hail Mary's You can bite, scratch, kick. I don't care. It doesn't matter. All rules are gone. So to me, it's no big deal. What do you think, Andy?
1: Agree with you totally, as usual.
0: There we go. (laughs) All right, let's get into game preview. You want to do this one? And we hate you, Pete Carroll. Oh, Pete Carroll, you suck. Yes. (laughs) Moving on. Moving on.
1: (laughs) All right. Set a set a new record for one? length. <laughs> yep. Uh so yeah. the game preview for this week, the Packers at the Giants at MetLife Stadium. Uh same stadium that I believe the Jets play at as well. Uh Monday, December 11th. Monday night uh at 7:15 p.m. on ABC. <laughs> Monday night. Boy, I ho- hope too bad they didn't move that to a different day. They
0: should have got out of that <laughs> that's one. That's going to
1: be awful. It's going to be That'd awful. that be awful. Yeah. Uh, so it's on ABC, awful. everybody. Uh, Green Bay is favored by six and a half points. The over under is 37. Oh, points. no. 37 points. I, I, no you know, way. Seriously? No. The total is 37 points. Not, so no. This, this is going to be a, a hard watch. Uh, boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is also a trap game. The Packers need oh, to remain diligent game. and focus. Big be trap focused game. on winning ball games. Focus,
0: focus, do focus.
1: not overlook this four and eight opponent like the Washington Commanders did twice this season. Yes, they lost to the Giants twice. That's oh why they are four and eight as well, and they should really be six and six and in the playoff hunt, but they suck even worse than the Giants do. The uh, the Giants have actually won two straight contests, John. Uh, they are still alive in the playoff race, and they are in yeah. the 12th spot at the moment. You have to get to the 7th spot where we are, but they're in the yeah, 12th yeah. spot. Uh, they aren't eliminated yet, is the point. After many injuries to their starting quarterbacks, New York Giants' uh, latest starting quarterback is Tommy DeVito, I love him Danny in those Mike's uh, commercials. Also, I loved him on the on the TV yeah, show Taxi. And that. he was fantastic in the movie Twins starring That's along uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, seriously, folks, uh, Tommy DeVito is no... Hey, DeVito. Uh, yeah, right. Patrick Mahomes. He does somehow have a respectable what? 92.4 uh, quarterback rating. I don't know how he's that high. How but do, he do the 90, that? I don't know. So it's okay. it's pretty respectable. Got him give a credit for that. Okay. Uh, quarterback Tyrod Taylor has been designated to return from IR and can possibly begin to practice. Will he be in line to start this week against the Packers? I don't know. John doesn't know. Nobody mm-hmm. knows at this point. Yeah, but don't I'm don't just know. saying, as of now, the quarterback for the Giants is Tommy DeVito. Dave hey, um, DeVito, right. So if, you know, if you're the Packers, you cannot lose to this team. Team. You you cannot. cannot. And so we've lost to the, you know, with Daniel Jones before, you know, over in London. Right. So it's possible, but basically the Giants are pathetic. Uh, The 31st in points scored at 13.3 points per game on offense. That's it. Uh, They're 26th in points allowed at 24.3 points per game. So they're, they're in the negative 11 points basically it's 24 <laughs> 13 every time they play um they're 32nd in offensive yards per game at two, 289.2 they're 32nd in pass yards per game at 182.1 and they are 18th in rush though in rush yards at 101.7 they're actually better than us i think um They're actually pretty darn close to us. I think we're just a few off of where they are. Running the ball with uh, Saquon Barkley is the Giants' one way to win this game. Uh, Saquon has 697 rushing yards. Passing the ball to Saquon Barkley, uh, Barkley has four touchdowns in the passing game, uh, is the second path to victory for them. Uh, so you have to take care of Saquon Barkley Barclay is what I'm trying to say. Uh, 30 They're 31st in third down uh, efficiency at 30.9%, so they're horrible on third down. They're 29th in sacks, so they really don't get to the quarterback either. They have 21 and, uh, but they are uh, fifth in in intercepts in interceptions with 12. And that is the third way the giants win the game. They intercept Jordan love. Now Jordan's been really good lately with not throwing interceptions. So I'm not trying to jinx them, but that's their third way that they may win the game. If the Packers are a good team, like Jordan love says, like J love says, then you have to beat this bad team. So Jay Love said the Packers are good. They wanted, They are a good team, and they're going to continue to be a good team. Well, if you're going to be a good team, you got to beat bad teams. Right, John? Right, Packers Absolutely. fans?
0: Absolutely.
1: So our not-so-bold predictions because oh, we've no. stuck at it lately. Uh, so my prediction are the Packers winning, they're going to win this week, uh, 31-13 to over the Giants because we should beat them. to Giants average 13 points a game. That's about where they're going to be at. They might score 10, maybe 16. We're going to score even more than last week because we should against the Giants, and we're going to score 31. So I'm saying 31-13, Packers win. John?
0: Oh, boy. (laughs) 23-16, Pack. Okay. Let's pray on it that that happens because this is a game – you 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 got to win this game. You got to beat three teams down the road: Carolina, the Giants, and
1: or just uh, win out, win all five, and then that Tampa Bay.
0: That. that should be a win. Minnesota and Chicago, but Chicago played Minnesota really well at their place, so that worries me a little bit. Because guess what happened last year, folks? We want to be in the same place where Detroit had nothing. And they boat raced us out of the freaking playoffs. So we have to get going and win this game. Hopefully then we can go to Carolina, beat them, beat Tampa. It would be great if we could beat Minnesota at home, but they'll have Jefferson back, and he is going to be looking for light us up. That's a tough game. And then you play the Bears, which could decide whether we make the playoffs or not. So. We gotta win this game, man. That's a tough one. So, conclusion of the longest in podcast.
1: Yeah, it's a history making podcast, right? Here we go. <laughs> and the longest. I would not want to be Dan Campbell, Jared Goff, or a Lions fan mm. for that matter. Period. Um, okay. There is a chance that the Packers may play them for the third time this season in the playoffs at Ford Field again. Do you think? That the Lions want any part of the Packers?
0: Nope.
1: I think not. Nope. I'm excited. Almost as excited and av- aggravated as the Eagles head of security, who was on the sidelines during the Eagles 49ers game. I want to be just like Dom. Hey, someday. Tommy! Dom, love the name. He seems like he has mafia ties hey, and owns his own Philly cheesesteak. What a great front for a money laundering scheme. Mm. After the last two weeks with incidents now involving security at an NFL game, the Packers really need their own enforcer. Why can't it be an imposing guy like Dom who polices the sideline and doesn't take shit from anybody? Mm -hmm. The Packers don't need someone on the sideline who looks like a... Make-a-wish, kid. Little Wayne, anyone? Mm. No way. The Packers need an edge. They need to be the ones who kick butt and take no prisoners. It starts with who is allowed on their sidelines. Maybe former wrestling stars like The Rock or The Undertaker. How about that, John?
0: (laughs) I like that.
1: Yeah. During the past two wins against the Lions and the Chiefs, the Packers have been the ones kicking butt. To quote a famous line from Rowdy Roddy Piper in the moody, movie, They Live. In the movie, they, they Live, Roddy says this. I have come to here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble gum. out of bubble John Packers fans, Packers Blitz fans, the Packers are all, all out of bubble gum.
0: of bubble
1: Okay, John. That's it. <laughs> All
0: right, buddy. Let's wrap this a, up. Yeah. Please, please hit subscribe and like. Uh five stars wherever you listen to Packers Blitz podcast. Um, Spotify, Apple, YouTube. Uh Andy and I are looking exciting. Uh that we are right this time.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: About our prediction. Uh, and again, Packers Blitz 80 at gmail.com. Hey, you know, you can make fun of us. You can throw whatever topics you want in there. Uh, Tell us how you think you like Ask Andy. We'd love to hear from you Packer fans. So go Pack Go! Go Pack Go! I love you, buddy. Talk to you later.